0: Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I'm your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this week I have a very special surprise event for you all. Well, not really a surprise because I have been um, promoting it on my Instagram in true uh, extra Genesee fashion. This week, uh, I finally get to share the crossover event, Let's Get bitching and Good cracking crossover event. Uh, my new friend Arnell and I recorded um, this episode about a week ago. It's been up on his uh, YouTube and podcast for about a week. He, on his podcast, uh, The Good Kraken, does... Uh, media and video game reviews from the perspective of marginalized persons so he has lots of hosts and guest hosts on his um podcasts that speak from different perspectives about what's going on in movies tv video games and stuff like that um and so i got to go on and talk with him about wandavision which was such an incredible show we had such amazing conversations And so I hope you really enjoy listening to it and go check him out. Check out his podcast. Um, It was a really great time talking to him. And this is not the last crossover event you're going to get from us because we had a grand old time. So here it is. I hope you enjoy.
1: What's up, everybody? This is is the good Kraken podcast. My name is Anel Pearson. I am your host alongside tonight with Genesee Gabrielle. How you doing, Genesee?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I am extravagant. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun night. We're talking about some really, really awesome stuff. How was your day?
0: It was excellent. I got a bench today.
1: <laughs> a bench. Okay, now what kind of bench? What kind of bench are we talking here?
0: I got um a front porch bench. So like the vision for the bench was to like cozy up with a book and some tea. And okay. I'm very okay. excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Do you do you plan on giving this bench a lot of decor and making it look lovely or because <sighs> what what good is a bench if not decked out to the best of your ability to look the part you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah it has to be like an attraction right um right. we're i we've had a front porch for a few months now and um i really wanted a bench for this front porch so i've been like marinating on it for several months and we finally decided on like a theme <laughs> <We're> okay <laughs>
2: the best. okay <laughs>
0: It's strawberries. It's going to be like a strawberry, like cottage core, like kind of think like vintage strawberry shortcake inspired bench.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. That sounds so much fun. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Do you have any more like furniture that you're needing to get to, to duel up with it? Or
0: No, we're really just we have the bench. We have the bench cushion, which we had to go to like five different stores to find a bench cushion. It was. Really? I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Who,
1: who would have thought the stimulus that had people out there buying all the the furniture cushions?
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was. I mean, there were places that had furniture cushions, like the the outdoor cushions that we were looking for, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it was like a size thing, and then also style. Like we just wanted a plain red cushion, and they were like, "No."
1: <laughs> uh, it was
0: for fate. Lose-
1: Oh, of course. Of course. Fate was not on your side today. No. <laughs> but That's was. okay.
0: it kind of was, because we had gone to five stores. We were exhausted. We still had to, like, steam clean our carpets. And so um, I was like, I'm going to go in Lowe's, and I'm going to look. And if it's not in Lowe's, we're going home, and we're looking another day. And I found it. As soon as I walked through the doors, I saw this cushion, and I was like, you're it.
1: Oh, then Fate, fate was very much on your side then. It took a second. It fate was- had to catch up a little bit yeah Yeah,
0: it was it was like well you you know it was like you finally found your themes so you have to work for its realization now Mm, of course so now we're just looking for like kind of throw pillows and stuff like that to really make the strawberry look come together
1: oh perfect well i can't wait to see it now genesee you are from a special podcast called let's get bitchin uh tell the listeners at home what let's get bitchin is, is a little bit about here
0: yeah, so let's get Bitchin' is um really just a spot for me and my friends and other people in community with me are uh can come and bitch uh specifically <laughs> about um queering media. So uh I am queer. Um I that's actually how I know Arnell is through my lovely fiance. <laughs> the
2: wonderful and,
0: one. um Being a part of the queer community, I find that it is just so hard to find meaningful representation in queer characters. Um, A lot of times when we have queer characters, they are put into kind of like a pre-designated straight role, right? Or they're tokenized. And we don't see a lot of what I would consider very authentic queer characters who are just out here living life and being queer and falling in love and falling out of love and being upset and, you know, all those wonderful things that are just part of being human and being in different relationships. And so let's get bitchin' is a spot where we come and we appreciate or critique. Um, I should say and we always critique.
1: <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Different media, some of which are inherently queer. So uh, one of the first things we talked about was a movie called dashing in december which is a gay cowboy christmas movie oh my
1: god i love it (laughs) i love it so much okay
0: wonderful (laughs) (laughs) and um and other times we talk about things that are not inherently queer um but have queer messages or have applications to queer experiences and queer relationships one of the big ones i've talked about so many times on my podcast is taylor swift um who is out as heterosexual Mm -hmm. but has a lot of queer themes in her music um right right. and so that is what specifically when we use the term queering media that's what we're talking about taking media that isn't inherently queer and queering it um and seeing how it can be applied to the queer experience
1: awesome beautiful well i i love it because that that definitely makes for the content that people need to hear that's for damn sure because i mean the the talk about about you know being queer and being under the the spectrum of the lgbtia plus you know community it's 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 important to talk about these things I, I know earlier we were talking a little bit about the um the direction towards towards focusing a little bit on on people of color during my last few shows but I, that was a big part of why i was excited to to have you on too is because the queer perspective is a part of what we're about as far as focusing on the marginalized peoples of this world because just as you said we're all fucking normal people. We're all normal people, and we all have opinions, and we all like media, and there's nothing about enjoying media that makes us any different just because we are marginalized. So absolutely, I love the work that you're doing over there. I actually got a chance to listen to a little bit of it. I I, I kind of went in wanting to kind of hear what your, your guys' show is about, so I took a listen the other day, and you're doing some pretty damn awesome stuff. The conversations you have on that is lit. It's super lit. I, I love it yes absolutely everybody at home definitely check out let's get bitchin podcast um you can find it on basically all podcast platforms yeah. i'm assuming
0: yeah, yeah we're everywhere
1: awesome yeah. beautiful beautiful and i will definitely will be having a link that's going to be um on the youtube video for this and on the podcast episode itself for people to be able to go to uh because we want to be able to, to, to support you guys in a way that's that's going to be pushing you guys in the right direction. So <laughs> I want to support you guys in any way that we possibly can. With that said, as I said earlier, this is the Good Kraken Podcast, a show for marginalized people, bringing you the video game, movie and TV news discussions and reviews that you want to hear about. As I said before, my name is Renell Pearson. This is Genesee. And we are tonight are going to be doing things a little bit differently because tonight we are expending an entire. Episode on the goodness that was WandaVision. Uh, we are both huge fans of the MCU, and tonight we wanted to invest a little bit of time to talk about some of the themes and wonderful things that WandaVision had given us all as an audience and as fans of the MCU. We're going to be diving into quite a few subjects that, when it comes to this, uh, kind of going before into that, we got to do a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, if you have Amazon Prime. You have Twitch Prime. Please, 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 please give us that subscription. If you are not giving it to anybody else, we would very much be grateful for it. We are just a starting up podcast, and we would like to have every single one of you be a part of this. If you do subscribe, you get the show ad-free. You get to see the show live without any of the ads and so on and so forth and you get to see it earlier than when we put it up on podcasts and youtube so lots of wonderful benefits for that please 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 join us it would be great to have you guys with that said i think we can kind of just dive straight into the the goodies good stuff here genesee i think i think we're ready to go i know that we talked a little bit before we hopped on here but there's still lots more to talk that. about so um as i mentioned we're we're talking about wandavision and wandavision division is a gift. It's a gift. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you and I both can agree to to that statement.
0: Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Um one division is 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 just <laughs> one of the most wonderful things to have happened to us in the past just chaotic year that was this pandemic. And I know earlier we discussed how Disney making the decision to release this this televised mcu content was one of really really great decision on their part as far as a business decision is concerned but also to service us fans and one of the first things that i kind of wanted to touch on here going straight into this topic um was when when diving into the show starting out a little bit none of us really expected what the show was going to be about when going into the first episode and seeing that it was going to be a sitcom What were your initial thoughts going into this, knowing what you knew about Wanda and Vision prior to the show
0: ever even starting? I was so apprehensive, I'll be honest. Um, So I remember when Disney Plus first came out, I'll give a little bit of backstory into where I was coming in. I'm big in the Disney spheres as well. um i'm from a town very close to anaheim california so i grew up very close not just to disneyland but to um pixar studios disney animation studios all of those things um and growing up there it's you're around a lot of disney (laughs) right so um i saw so many conversations about the kind of like like oh my gosh disney plus is is a new streaming site they're not going to have enough to put out how are they going to compete with netflix and hulu and all of these places that have mm-hmm. so many other different networks that they're pulling from and i really feel like what they're when i when wandavision first came out i was kind of like okay so they're trying to they're really trying to enter the originals right and they've done it with a few other disney things they had like high school musical the musical the series they had like a few like different kids shows that were disney right. plus originals right, right and they were like well we have this untapped resource that nobody else has and that is the mcu mm-hmm. um i was very intrigued because something that i think sets these originals apart from anything else the MCU has ever done is that they are series that are MCU canon. Yes. So going into it, I was so pumped to see what they were going to use this to bring in like a whole new medium. But I was also like, well, is the production going to be different or at a lesser value because Mm -hmm. it's a TV show? Um, So I was a bit concerned about that because we've had plenty of Marvel TV shows that are just not up to MCU par. Um, and then we have the sitcom side of things, and I was like, well i don't really come to Marvel for a sitcom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know, if right. I wanted a sitcom, I 'd watch a sitcom, and Marvel slapped me across the face
1: <laughs> <laughs> even just in the first episode, though, right yeah I mean going like towards near the end of the episode and things start getting a little bit weird again just to let viewers know we're not we're doing spoiler free for the first half of this so you guys are safe for now we're not going to dive into any spoilers (laughs) in the second half of this so you guys are more than welcome to hang out and talk about this with us uh if you guys are in the chat you're more than welcome to to pop in some questions and conversations too so just let you guys know um near the end of the episode things get a little wild and and it is it is a weird transition Going from what we expected the show to be about, and yes. even just right off the bat, like saying like, okay, this is not everything that we thought it was going to be, and yeah. obviously, like they showed some insinuation with that with the trailers, with the advertisements, yeah. and everything like that too. But oh, I'm sure we did not expect <laughs> what what we got out of this show. No, and I wasn't ready. Like- Uh, yeah yeah, right right yeah a hundred percent it's a (laughs) it's it's interesting to think because when when i when i first started it i was kind of like okay sitcom like sitcom based on marvel characters that we have been invested with for I think it was probably about eight movies at the point that we originally got Wanda, Um, because I think I'm pretty sure Age of Ultron was like the seventh or eighth, something like that. I can't I can't remember. Well, we'll fact check later. Uh, (laughs) But um, the these characters that we were so invested in getting a different dynamic in their content as far as seeing them in a different, a different light, seeing them in a different scenario that wasn't just, ah, combat. I'm gonna <laughs> just to destroy yeah. Ultron, you know, like it just just the, the craziness that is the Marvel movies. And so yeah. it was interesting to go into with that with that. Now, moving into the middle of the season there, we started getting even more glimpses of the expanded universe that they were trying to give us in the show. And. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Now where where <laughs> like the, the, the just the, the way that they turned so many, many tables in this show was so interesting. I, I kind of want to touch a little bit on, on going into that, the mm-hmm. second half of the show where things are completely awry. Like yeah. where, where did you sit as far as being a fan of, of, of mcu and finally starting to kind of get some of the things that we were originally hoping for outside right. of expecting it to be a sitcom where where were you on that
0: i it was kind of jarring because by the, at that point we had had like four episodes i think three or four episodes of mm-hmm. the sitcom world and things you know at the end of each episode and kind of throughout you had little nods that something wasn't quite right and you had these as you put it like tables turning um that created the sense of drama that sitcoms don't have mm-hmm. and Marvel movies don't have in this way. I mean, Marvel movies are dramatic in a certain way, but not in this, it was a very nuanced sort of drama. And the, you know, going into the show, you know that vision is obviously half of the show. And um, at the end of Endgame, there was no vision or at the beginning right. of it, there was no vision. And so there's already, there's already, you enter it with a lot of confusion. Um, And so they're building this up, right? And you get to episode, I think it's like episode four and I'm invested in this sitcom. (gasps)
2: Goodness, right, events. right. <laughs> In
0: this weird Wanda Vision sitcom, and I'm like, "What's happening?" Like, and and the internet is swarming with theories of how Vision is here and what's happening with Wanda, and why why are all these things happening? And then they kind of cut to the what we would consider as the traditional Marvel world, mm-hmm. and so I was jarred, um, but I was also very excited because we got to see a lot of characters. Uh, one character, Agent Chen. Is, it? That's yes. his, is that his name? Yes. Yeah. Um, who we've seen before, who is now, I think, safe to say, the star of, of the Internet.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. The, the Internet's been ablaze with his magic tricks, you know, not, not seeing him since Ant-Man. That was incredible <laughs> way to, to finally get a call back to, to something prior to that. And, and that wasn't just uh, some of the other characters in the show. Yeah. You know the, the the comic relief that we got with him was was yeah. incredible. I loved it so much.
0: <laughs> he was perfect, and he brought the tra- he really he brought the traditional like Marvel comedy. Um, right, you know, right, we, we talked a bit about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which has that very traditional Marvel comedy that is unparalleled. It's it's very different from any other sort of comedy that you have because you need a certain type of humor to ice the cake of what is otherwise somewhat traumatic
1: <laughs> right well and also too you kind of kind of have to have a level of know-how when it come comes to yeah. to, M- to the mcu in general because like the mm-hmm. i noticed that a lot of the not only not just the humor but a lot of just the the like major plot beats and themes and so on and so forth are really projected on the idea that we're you know 17 movies in and it's like yeah you know having this entire universe that we've built up on for for the past more than a decade now like there's so much to be had when it comes to the humor when it comes to the themes which we'll get into here in a second that really hit because of the investment that we've all had in these characters prior to when mm-hmm. it happens and so it's it's remarkable that the the way that they did it and so I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's it's different so different than any other piece of content that we could possibly have yeah yeah incredible what well, now t- to kind of move into the overall general themes of the show here because i i i kind of wanted to to get a second to talk about like our opinions on on the mood that they set in the show because the mood is so different between the first half of the show and the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> again, no spoilers here. So you guys don't worry, but there there's a lot to talk about when it when it when it comes to the actual emotion and the feel and the tone and and the characteristics of the show that most other Marvel content has only just very little given us and having a show that's giving us almost what was it nine hours eight hours of content as a whole rather than just a two and a half three hour like movie there was so much space to be able to touch on things that the movies weren't able to touch on i wanted to see how you felt a little bit about the the general change in tone going from the first half of the show to the second half
0: i like i said at first i was feeling jarred right because i felt like i got committed to this this first half of the show and now we were switching back formats and I didn't get that resolution of what had just happened. Um, so there was that, but overall um, it was seamless. Oh. It was absolutely, I felt, I really truly felt. So here's what I will say. I, I don't like watching things week to week, but I had to because I exist on the internet and I didn't right. want it to be spoiled for me. Um, so in the process of it, like week to week, it did not feel seamless. Mm -hmm. it felt it felt jarring that's really the best way i can put it i felt each week like i was entering a new realm of hell like of marvel yeah
2: yeah you know yeah
0: um not in a bad way i mean lil nas x just took took us to hell and it was really exciting
1: oh yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah fucking was
0: Uh, so like not not to say that you know it was a bad like each week I was... I was just entering a new realm of like confusion and what's happening and and each week I grew more and more committed to WandaVision um I went in very apprehensive um and kind of like oh I'll take it or leave it like I'm going to try it because it's a Marvel thing and I need to be in the loop um and I left just feeling like it was it was done very the, the way that they brought together not just the sitcom and like this traditional marvel format but all of the v- themes of it that were you had like the superhero themes of like tying together her character um tying together who wanda is who vision is where they're at and and moving into phase 4 they did that but they also brought a humanity to it right um, right, right in both parts right in the sitcom part and then even in the in the second part that we're talking about, where we switch to the traditional MCU format, they're bringing in a humanity that we just have not seen. I feel like in in Marvel movies. I mean, uh, they started doing it with uh, Tony Stark and Spider-Man.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. We saw a real connection there and a real I mean, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's really Spider-Man. Oh, Pete. <laughs> Peter Parker is just carrying the MCU on his little back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially when it came to Iron Man. I feel like that redemption arc that Iron Man got was in big part to fucking Peter Parker. Right. Um, right. But we're not here to talk about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We could do a whole damn other podcast when it comes to Peter Parker in this, you know?
0: (laughs) Tom Holland's Spider-Man has my heart.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't I don't mess with this whole like like p- prior Spider-Man bullshit anymore. I don't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not entertaining it. Okay? <laughs> Tom Holland is our Spider-Man now, and I will not have it any other way.
0: <laughs> and honestly, like it's not fair. Like it's not fair to Everyone else is like, oh, well, they were for Spider-Man first, and they're my spider I'm like, no, it's not fair to put them next to Tom Holland. Oh, they're 100%. going to yeah. lose. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Not just because he is Spider-Man, <laughs> but <laughs> because he is a part of the MCU, and the other Spider-Mans were a part of Sony. Um, mm-hmm. Disney and I know I'm, we're getting to the contentious issues here. I'm sorry. I'm I know. It's, a okay, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. I'm going to certify it fight, and then I swear we're going to go back to talking about WandaVision. Disney and Marvel mm-hmm. MCU mm-hmm. have done things with them, Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, that no one else has done. DC cannot do it, Sony cannot do it. Um, they try and they fail, and it's sad. And then you watch Justice League, and you're like, Honey, yeah. you're trying to be Marvel and you're not,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: you know. Um, and that is that is not only does Tom Holland play an excellent. Fun, sarcastic, witty Spider-Man, but he is integrated into a bigger sequence of characters and storylines that makes his Spider-Man much more dynamic.
1: Oh, of course, Um, of course.
0: Which is also, bringing it back to why we're here today, is what makes WandaVision so special. Mm -hmm. Because you start off with something that seems so separate from the MCU. You start off with this sitcom, And then you get to episode four or five and you're back in the the regular MCU, like where we left off at Endgame. Right. right. And it makes sense and it shouldn't. But MCU does that.
1: (laughs) They're very good at it. They're very good at doing that. You know, they they have a way of 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 saying, hey, this is what you want and then you say no, we don't, and say no, this is what you want. And then we say, Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> That's exactly what we wanted.
0: Right? <laughs> then you get to the end of episode eight and you're the child that didn't know what they wanted, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. With kind of kind of branching off of that though, too, the I, I want, I want us to take a moment to kind of, kind of like move away just from the general talk of, of the show, because I feel like now we've, I I feel like a, m- a majority of people have gotten a chance to see the show. And I want to end this part of, of our talk with this part of things to just sort of ask, would you recommend this for someone who's a fan of the MCU?
0: Who is or is not a fan of the MCU?
1: I told oh, I, I would argue that there's, there's some people. Are they actually people this is the real question. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there who are not fans of the MCU. Yeah, there, there are, are,
1: there are people who are out there that are not people. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: okay. so, would I recommend this to fans of the MCU? Um, I think that's a great question. So actually my father is the person who can be credited with my addiction of Marvel
1: okay okay.
0: Obviously. okay cliche cliche, right but that's how it is my dad the workaholic and like we as a child as children we would watch like that and star wars you know oh, and that's sure. that's how we would bond um and my dad and i will spend hours and hours and hours critiquing movies that we watched years ago and it's like we're coming back to it he's the reason i have this podcast if we're really for really getting into it and he is he was not intrigued by the disney plus originals right um yeah he was just kind of like oh well it's not like it's not an it's not a movie it's a tv show and like i don't know if i and um he was also my dad was one of those guys like oh well yeah of course they're giving them their own tv shows they're the low build superheroes uh (laughs) i know my dad's a little bit of an asshole
1: yeah no it's okay it's okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's, he's not he's, not, not, a, he's a, a self-aware asshole
1: oh right i mean not not to interrupt but i mean he's not he's not particularly wrong he's not yeah i mean like I the mean, with that's kind of the reason why like, they made the ships
0: because they're trying to bring them up um and i think that with wandavision i feel like that was a little bit less important to bring them up because vision was already a really important character Scarlet Witch in the comic books is fucking incredible. And so we're all just sitting here waiting patiently. Like, when is Scarlet Witch going to reach her full potential? You know, um, I feel like we all knew that was going to happen. And we were somewhat invested in those characters. I'm really interested for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier because the Falcon is and the Winter Soldier are both really interesting characters that to this point have been sidekicks. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, Um Especially in the case of Sam, the winner or the Falcon, who um, is one of few Black characters in the MCU, um, and before the Black Panther, they had all been side characters. Mm-hmm. And now, th- we're saying that um, I think that there was some concern before Endgame. They're getting—we knew they were going to get rid of a bunch of the characters because their contracts were up, right? That wasn't a surprise to us. We knew who was leaving us at right, Endgame. Right, right, right what we didn't know was where they were going to take us in stage four or phase, phase, four, four. phase four yeah <laughs> um are they going to bring in new characters i mean obviously but at one point who's going to replace captain america and um i am very excited that they're choosing to build on the falcon um rather than bring in someone entirely new which funny enough I, I
1: won't say that. I won't say that. That's a split. Yeah, I won't No, that's totally fine because I think now we can probably move into that. I would also, I would say yes. I would recommend this show to people that that are M- MCU fans and even not. I feel like this, this show is a very, very good entry into kind of getting a chance to feel out what, what the MCU is about if you're wanting to sort of get a taste of what MCU gives us as, as a whole. Definitely, absolutely watch WandaVision. Now, for the people that are fans of the MCU and just haven't gotten a chance to really go back and touch on it, or they haven't gotten Disney Plus or whatever, get Disney Plus and watch this damn show, okay? Yes. If you are an MCU fan and you have are not watching these shows, you are failing our family, okay? And I... <laughs>
0: You're failing the MCU community. You're
1: failing us. We cannot have this. We cannot have it. Please, please, please watch this show, everybody. You were about to say something though. I feel you coming in.
0: I, yeah, I'm gonna hop on that. Um, so yes, I also would 100 recommend. I also feel that you cannot um continue in the MCU without watching these series. You will be completely lost if you don't watch WandaVision. Mm -hmm. Period. Uh, we aren't at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can only imagine, because they're also canon MCU, that you will be totally lost if you yeah. don't watch them.
1: Yes, yes. Um,
0: another plug, though, for Disney+, Plus. not only will you be able to watch all of the Marvel movies, even if you don't want to watch these originals, but now they're dropping behind-the-scenes shit. Mm-hmm. Get Disney+, Plus. do it.
1: Get <laughs> Disney Plus and watch this content. Holy shit, you guys need to watch this. Absolutely. With that said though, I think we can kind of move into this this next part of the show here. For all of our listeners at home, if you have not watched this show and you don't want spoilers, leave now. (laughs) Leave now because we are going to get into the nitty-gritty about what had happened in WandaVision throughout the entirety of this the series. Okay. Um, we're going to be talking about WandaVision, the themes that are in WandaVision, a lot of the details about what happens at the show. If you do not want spoilers, go now. Just letting you know now. If you're okay with spoilers, welcome to the second half of this.
0: (laughs) We've arrived at the main event.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, we I, we got somebody in the chat that's like, ah, shit. <laughs> that's OK. Well, what, what we can't what we can do, too, is is instead of talking exact details, which I'm sure we will, it's going to be more focused on the overall like themes of the show itself. Anyways, so with that said, the. We're we're not necessarily wanting to just talk about each plot beat that happens in the show. We're mainly wanting you to talk about the bare bones of what the show is about. And I want to kind of kind of give this segment to you to kind of talk about the things that you were wanting to talk about going into this. But I want us to to I want to start us out here by um by firstly asking you what theme of the show did you enjoy the most?
0: Oh, that's hard. Um,
2: There was a theme
0: of, I think it's very general, but like a theme of growth. Mm. Right? And Mm. self-discovery, particularly for Scarlet Witch, um, but also for Vision. Um, And that is really what stood out to me. Um and we can do spoilers now, so I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna jump into why. Yes. yes. Um so we know going into WandaVision that Vision is dead.
2: Mm-hmm. He
0: is dead dead, and um we're all heartbroken, and then we come into this sitcom where Vision's alive and nothing yes. happened, and we're so confused, and we're in the fifties and everything's in black and white, and and Wanda's a housewife. Like, who thought that was going to happen, right? Like,
2: Right, right. <laughs>
0: um, putting my money on anyone in the universe that I thought was going to become a domestic housewife, Wanda Maximoff was not the person I was going to bet on.
1: Uh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you
0: know? Like, even for, like, uh, she is a pretty heteronormative woman. I, She's very independent. Um very kick-ass won't take shit from nobody but she uh chose to put herself in a 50s sitcom which is interesting yep. um yep. and so so we start there and then you have like the, the, there's just so many ways that she grows um which are shown through her going through decades right and mm-hmm. she we find out eventually that she has returned to this idyllic sitcom life that she saw um in sokovia with her parents on the tv and they would sit around and watch watch sitcoms together and so she's returning into the safety net of of sitcoms and creating this world with vision where she can be safe and happy and they can have the family that they never got a chance to have um which is fucking heartbreaking when you find out that that's what we were doing this whole time was living in denial yeah (laughs) um and so you have you have so many different layers of Her, like, her and Vision growing through the decades, growing their family, their kids growing up, and then ultimately her growing through her grief and being able to let Vision go and let her family go. She had kids, you know, she, she manifested magically children that she raised and, and loved, and she let all of that go. Um, which I think was some incredible growth for her. And then of course she's growing into the Scarlet Witch. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, what
0: about you? What about you?
1: Um I I definitely I definitely feel like the the growth thing is a favorite of mine as well. But my my main I guess you could say sub-theme that's underneath that would probably be the lost part. Was the and and how she deals with that grief? Because the I I felt like that was sort of the the catalyst in her getting the arc that she had throughout the entire show to get the growth that she actually needed. Because it was it was arguably Wanda and Thor are probably the the two characters that have lost the most in the MCU, oh, wow. and it's we got to, we got a chance to kind of kind of deal. With Thor's grief in Endgame and see like what he had, what had become of him after the course of what had happened prior to Endgame and Infinity War and the Thor movies before that. And I mean, losing his dad, losing his mother, losing his brother, losing... Half of his friends, and then feeling the guilt of of him having had the chance to to kill Thanos himself, and he didn't. You know, when we look at Wanda in comparison and contrast, she had lost her her family, her mother, her father, her brother, the all half of her friends, the love of her life, and not to mention too, how many times is she going to have to watch the love of her life die? And I feel like that like
0: like, let's place our bets now folks because
1: god like like oh my goodness gracious and so this this poor woman in in dealing with her loss and dealing with her grief moves into making a decision to deal with it in a way that is protecting her and i felt that that overall like like junction into her not just dealing with grief that you see in other movies that are not in the MCU, but where we see other people dealing with their grief by seeing their friends and like, oh, it's gonna be okay. We love you. And they go home, they eat their ice cream, they watch a movie, they cry. And they deal with the grief gradually throughout that. With Wanda in in this show, it it's dealing with grief in the reality of dealing with it in an unhealthy way. And then dealing it with it in a in a healthy way. And I feel like that contrast between both of those is super important for people to see because dealing with loss and dealing with grief is not pretty. It's not always talking to your friends at breakfast and eating ice cream and watching your favorite movie. It's not always that sometimes it is locking yourself away from the world and not knowing who you are, not knowing what's going to happen and having to lie to yourself to feel better and yeah. the human, the human condition that they touch on in this show, I feel is is one of the most beautiful parts about this show because they don't just deal with her being a superhero; they deal with her being h- human, yes. for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah. They they deal with her going through very human emotions and very real emotions, and those emotions watching from an audience perspective these are and we mentioned this earlier these are all things that disney had failed to really touch on prior to the mcu prior to these shows there's so many themes and and subjects that they they've just never really dived into the way that they did in wandavision the way that they're doing in falcon of the winter soldier and i appreciate what that they took the opportunity to not just one give us give us a a moment with characters that were kind of just on the side of these heroes that we loved, but also humanizing these characters, Mm -hmm. making us feel attached to them in a way that felt real, that felt like we can, we can confide in them and our love in them because they are now actually more than what they were in the movies prior. So yeah, the, the, the the reality of her dealing with her losses is absolutely my favorite part of that
0: yeah and i think you bring up a really great point of something that is so important about media and you can't have any anything where you talk about media whether it's a podcast or an instagram account or whatever um without talking about how we relate to media as people right um, you have an entire podcast around relating to media as a marginalized person. I have an entire podcast re- about relating media as a queer person. Um, and unfortunately, I think a lot of times that means looking at media and seeing where marginalized people and queer people are not seeing where, where our stories are not told or seeing how they're told in a way that isn't representative of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, seeing where it missed the mark. And, marvel when it comes to stories that really relate to what people are dealing with and what people are going through they miss the mark um i love marvel and i think that in all media you can look i mean i listen to taylor swift songs and hear entire movies (laughs) you know what i mean and it's just not that deep (laughs)
1: are you sure it's not are you sure i feel like i feel like it is and we're just telling ourselves that it's not
0: (laughs) i mean sometimes it is
1: we we are wanda (laughs) in this scenario we are wanda maximum
0: (laughs) we are well and i think that that's so something that was so special about this that we talked about a little bit before is that the experience of Um, watching WandaVision was totally changed watching it in the pandemic. Um, And not just, I mean, there was something, we talked about this before, but the release of these Marvels, like Disney Plus original series um, was a perfect timing for them because they get revenue and new streams and new memberships Mm -hmm. through it that they weren't going to get otherwise. We get a fuck ton of Marvel content that we weren't going to get, which was incredible. And now we're watching this show about grief and about finding yourself and about coming out of one of the darkest points of your life, about causing a bunch of pain to the people around you and coming out of that in a year where we're having so many different elements of grief and pain, right? Mm -hmm, Not mm -hmm. just with the pandemic, um, but we have, I mean, you were just talking about how on your first episode of your podcast you were talking about the um events of in georgia right yes
2: yes. um
0: that's i mean that's something that's always been relevant and always been important but just in the last few months are we really starting to talk about what aapi hate means Mm -hmm. just in the last year are we seeing a huge national conversation about violence against um black people and about violence perpetrated by cops. And while those are not direct themes in WandaVision, um, there's a, I think there's a lot of parallels there in terms of shedding an old world, right? right. Shedding, right. shedding old things um, that I think is, oh, Marvel hasn't done that before. They haven't done something that is so poignant to real life experiences.
1: Yeah and And it's it's what a perfect way to start doing it with the i p that that has been most successful for them now, you know, like mm-hmm. what better way to do that with characters that that we all have been so invested in the past decade to to give us an opportunity to really like talk about these things, you know, to yeah. really, really, really actually talk about these things deeper than just the heroes that we love. You know, and I and and I'm sure you know down the road, you and I are probably going to get together again and talk about Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Because, oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. But just just staying on on WandaVision specifically, like just the because you you talking about growth and I'm talking about loss and grief. There's even more themes in the show about about friendship about relationships about about handling yourself in in the face of perseverance you know there's so many general themes that are in this show to love, love and learn from and love yeah just love generally there's so many different things in the show that are that are important that hold weight and that is what makes the show so damn beautiful and i'm sure is the reason why you and i are so enthralled to have this conversation tonight because this isn't just a show You know, this isn't going and watching Breaking Bad. You know, this 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 show did something for us as MCU fans and as people that care about these things Mm -hmm. that we finally got to see it manifested into into content that we care about into a world that we care about and people that we care about inside of this, this content, this media, the, these, these characters that are so close to our hearts, you know? And I feel like that that's, that's my biggest takeaway from the show really is just that they, they did such a good job in utilizing this world that we give a fuck about to talk about things that we give a fuck about. That we should yeah. give a fuck about, and we talked we talked about it earlier. Disney never had the balls to do it. They never yeah. had the balls to do to talk about these things, like like not handling a relationship well. To you know, looking at Falcon the Winter Soldier now, talking about whether or not you know the world's ready for a Black Captain America you know like the, these are important conversations and i'm just i'm just blown away that that the mcu is is sort of their their gateway to finally touch us that way i want to i want to I give you the opportunity now to kind of like turn this into your into your sort of conversation piece a little bit i know you had yeah. some things that you wanted to talk about specifically so please take take the chair
0: thank you yes i'm so excited um I there is so much, and I think that there's so much around. We keep coming back, like we're kind of bouncing between WandaVision and the greater MCU because that's always the place that I feel like Marvel fans find ourselves in. Because no single Marvel thing can just exist on its own; right. it's all right. a part of this bigger web. Um, and we're definitely going to get back to that <laughs> because there's just so much there. But I, I really think that the place we have to start with WandaVision. Um, is the casting and and mm. the way that they have taken Wanda's story? Um, I'm always fascinating fascinated when I like I I don't really read comic books, which I mean it's hard. You can't read all right, of the comic right
2: books. right right of course. You
0: have, to, you have to go online and be like, hey, what happened in this comic book? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
0: read a wiki page on it. Um, which I do <laughs> and so I'm always fascinated when I look up like before this I was like okay what is up with Wanda because we just know inherently that there are so many different ways to take any given character right there's so many different I mean Spider-Man's a great example because there are 50 bajillion different Spider-Men and they're different colors and different ages and different live in different cities and it's all so confusing and you never know what spider-man they're using and wandavision is a character that is super interesting because i feel like she is pretty continuous uh, throughout the comic books in terms of like her powers and um that she is undoubtedly one of the most powerful superheroes in in marvel yes. in the comics yes and definitely what they've brought to the mcu they had to have her disappear in the blip because if she was there she would have destroyed thanos
1: oh i mean we we saw what happened to thanos right when she did come back and the only reason he got out of it was because of the rockets that he called down to to wreck everything otherwise he would have gotten lit the fuck up you know like he wouldn't have survived the end of that battle if it was just 1v1 her and him and wanda Absolutely, yeah. she's the most powerful. One of the most powerful, sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: And um but what is different in, in different Wanda comics is um kind of different aspects of her origin story and how she gets to realizing her powers and stuff like that. And I think that's something that's fun with the MCU is that um they really have such liberty to kind of pick and choose what they do that also what they did with wanda they but they shoot they shot themselves in the foot because they picked and chose in a way that was in completely ignorant um so specifically what i'm talking about is i think the best way to put it is the whitewashing of a wanda maximoff um and I'm going to give a little bit of backstory because I was confused when I started hearing some of the conversations about it, because when I went into, I'll be completely honest. When I went into watching WandaVision, I did not know she was supposed to be Romani.
2: Hmm.
0: Right. Um, and that was on me for assuming that, that she was white because I saw Elizabeth Olsen um, here being Wanda, but she is not, and she's not supposed to be white. Um, and well, And that's, that's what's complicated about Wanda because in the MCU movies, she is from this country that they made up Sokovia, right? Mm -hmm. Which is supposed to be an Eastern European country. So then it's kind of like, okay, maybe, maybe they're making a white version of Wanda, which why you needed to do that. You didn't need to do that. That was, that's already not cool. And then, but then they have elements of her story that do seem to follow the Romani backstory. Right, her yes. costumes in WandaVision are Romani inspired costumes. Um, and and so I, I was starting to hear these things and I had to take a step back because I was like, Oh wow, I made an assumption about what Wanda was because of what they showed me on the screen, and obviously that was wrong. So I went back and was looking into different um like different variations of Wanda in the comics, right? Trying to see where she came from and get a better understanding of of what exactly went wrong when Marvel brought her to the screen. And there were a lot of things. One thing I found very interesting that I did not know. Um, so in WandaVision, they bring in Quicksilver. Yes. Right? Or is that his yes. name? Yes, yeah.
1: Quicksilver, yeah.
0: So And they bring <clears throat> in uh evan peters from from the x-men movies i lost my shit i was like oh oh yeah because now they have fox rights yeah right? yeah Disney, fox now so we've been waiting to see how they're gonna bring in x-men and we're like are they bringing in evan peters is he gonna be in marvel now and it's <sighs> which we still don't have an answer to that but um what i didn't realize was that Quicksilver is Wanda's brother. Mm-hmm. Um. So in the MCU, the way that they presented it, because the Quicksilver that we know in X-Men is obviously a mutant, right? And right. in the MCU, they weren't allowed to be mutants because they didn't have that licensing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they were experimented on by Hydra voluntarily. Yes. And this is what was super fucked up when I started to go back, is that their in the comic books, they are the children of they're Jewish and Romani. Mm-hmm. Right? They're yes. the children of um, Magneto
1: Magn- and Natalia. Yeah.
0: Yes. yes. And so I already was upset because I was like, wow, she's supposed to be Romani and you have this whole thing where they're doing this weird accent thing where she has a Russian accent and she's from this made-up country and there's this. And then you find out that they are not just romani but also german and voluntarily signed up for a nazi experiment
2: yeah yeah
0: what the fuck marvel yeah you couldn't have yeah. figured out a different way you had to that's not okay
1: yeah i mean so so it's it's a tough conversation to have mainly because i I can see where like their fuck up kind of came along in in them saying okay look like we know that this character is Romani do we really want to portray a Romani person as a witch I can see where that was their initial fuck up because and and I and granted a little bit understandable because i can see sort of the crux of that situation where they say okay well we're kind of fucked either way that we go but we have to have this character in this universe because people love this character like this is a part of our huge expanded universe i can see why they had to even have this hesitancy to go about things in in this very specific manner to to say the least okay um with that said, too, now, there's, there's also a lot of different things that, that, that we can look at here when in comparison to the comics. So, um, she is the daughter of Natalia Maximoff, who is the original Scarlet Witch, who is the daughter of the Scarlet Warlock, I believe is, is his name. Um, and now, also, too, apparently no longer the daughter of Magneto. Uh, I guess they they retconned that in the story where uh, he eventually admitted that, no, you're not actually my child, but she still is the daughter of Natalia, who is a Romani woman. And so it's it's interesting even just looking at it just blatantly, perfectly from there. Right. So the the consensus originally was like she's from Serbia, her and her mother from Serbia. She was taken from a group of alien people to not dive too deep into the details on that and then was taken into this camp in which her and her brother were experimented on as mutants okay and all details aside i have a hard time already really getting behind disney representation and i know that my my homeboy island style who was on my last episode's podcast said the exact same thing it's very hard to be completely supportive of the representation that Disney gives towards marginalized people of all sorts. Because you can kind of see it as a repeating pattern in a majority of their content when it comes to even Moana being um, a very loose uh, retelling of, uh, of an ancient Polynesian lore and, um, and kind of taking it in a different direction that is like, okay, you know there's an argument to be had that like Maui isn't, is specifically a Hawaiian God and not a Polynesian God and so on and so forth. We've, we've seen it before in, um, you know, Lilo and stitch with, with the Hawaiians and, and just very lightly touching on what Hawaiian culture is about. We've even seen it in, in a lot of recent movies, you know, talking about, about like all sorts of different race topics and such that are only so different deeply touched on they kind of glide across the surface here and you can see that a lot of it is because they're trying to give this form of representation without skating this line too closely and i can see that that's where they stumbled when it comes to wanda specifically because they were in a situation of we are going to get a lot of shit No matter which direction we take this which route is the safest route which sucks because in this sort of scenario they very easily could have said look this is what the character is and we mean no offense because this is this is a matter of the original mcu comics i feel like a a big part of of where i'm coming from with this is that they should have just committed they should have just said look scarlet witch wanda maximoff is romani in this in the MCU. This is what is canon. This is what we wanted. They should have casted a Romani woman to play as this. Granted, I still love the MCU. I still love Elizabeth Olsen as as Scarlet Witch, as Wanda Maximoff. My my grievances aren't with that. My grievances are with the higher ups, with marvel inside of disney making these executive decisions that are very just do we want to go there and as we've been talking about for the past hour now they've only very lightly gone there before in ways that yes they matter but should they have gone there when it comes to these smaller things that are actually really big you know and i
0: think something that we we really need to talk about, because what we're really talking about here is representation, right? Yes. That's yes. the conversation. And I find it so funny, <laughs> I even just like talking to people about, uh, when I first started hearing about the issues um, with Wanda and with the casting and the portrayal and all of those things, I heard it in a way that was like people saying, "Oh, well I'm not going to watch that because I heard that it was that they they didn't cast her correctly in this that." Which is fair. Um I think that there are times when cancel culture definitely has its place.
1: Absolutely. Um, absolutely.
0: However, you don't see white-ass movies getting that sort of critique. I mean, there are times when when white cast movies are like you know when most of the most or all of the characters are white when there is critique drawn to that but for the most part if you have a cast of all white people they're not saying oh you weren't white in the right way or Mm -hmm. oh you you know there's there are much smaller conversations about um adding more people of color to to cast and stuff like that because it's it's this weird kind of i mean we live in a in a white supremacist society and so the white has been the standard. And then when we have t- characters of color coming in, um, you know, with Black Panther and things like that, there's so much more crit- critique. um yeah. Someone was telling me they aren't going to watch Bridgerton because the black people in it are too white skinned. And I was like, and this was a white person telling me this. And I'm like, honey, I don't think that's your call to make.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because that was my immediate reaction just <laughs> now. I was like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> like, <laughs> right?
0: And also, I was like, what what do you mean the duke is light-skinned <laughs> i mean you and i are light-skinned like i don't know i don't think that that's especially as white people like come the fuck on <laughs> Like, you're not gonna right, watch it right. because it wasn't i don't like you're trying to be you know you're trying to be woke or whatever and, and it's not happening which i don't think that we should be trying to be woke we should be having actual conversations about what we want to see in representation and what representation means um Bridgerton was not black stories. That's a very valid critique. We want we, you know, saying we want black stories told by black people with black characters, that that is a critique. The the thing with WandaVision, the critique there is you have this weird character that is kind of Romani and you're absolutely correct. Um they didn't commit. Mm-hmm. They they at first they were like, "Oh, she's not going to be Romani," and then over time they were like, oh, but we're gonna put Romani influences into her wardrobe and into different parts of her characteristic and her backstory and right. take things from the comics that were had to do with her being Romani. Um, And we can enjoy WandaVision and we can really appreciate it as a show and also say that Marvel needs to do better. Disney needs to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown up loving Disney, I said that. I, I love watching Disney movies, I love watching Pixar and they fucking fall short at everything
1: oh yeah all Um, the time all the time
0: all the time i swear to god if i see another if another (laughs) if i see another article that is like oh disney has its first gay character Disney has had its first gay character like five times. Like like, like eight
1: times they've done it now.
0: (laughs) And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, Disney finally cast a black lead. Disney finally cast an Asian lead. We finally have, you know, uh, this princess and that princess. And they fall short. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that the real problem is that, you know, we were talking earlier about how watching uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier these bitches did their research like they were there someone is on social media reading our our twitter Mm -hmm. threads and reading our fan fiction and they're putting that shit into the show they know what we want so like we're seeing and we're seeing that with falcon and the winter soldier i think most where we're seeing things that we've been talking about on the internet forever and they're integrating it into the show um and it's kind of like why can't you do that with representation
1: well it's it it kind of harkens back to you know the conversation that we've all been having on the importance of accountability. I feel you know these conversations, even this conversation that we're having here and conversations like this are are pivotal in in making sure that massive companies that create content that create media that we all consume. Making the right decisions is super important, and it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to make stupid, dumbass mistakes, like thinking that the right direction was to just ignore that she's Romani and just non canonize it. It's it's okay to make these dumbass mistakes as long as you tread the waters correctly going forward. And you can you can kind of see as as you mentioned that the the conversation when it comes to Falcon of the Winter Soldier talking about a lot of really socioeconomic issues that we've been seeing in the past just 2 years even you know and and way 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 before that too the the interesting part of this conversation is is talking also about representation when it comes to to minorities amongst minorities and i think yeah. there's there's a very very important discussion to be had when it comes to people like romani people that that are so easily put on this this weird nuanced pedestal in conversations when it comes to race and stuff because when we talk about race we talk about very openly about black people and latin people and and gay people and asian people and we have these very big like main stake main portions of these conversations but it's very rarely talked about with you know guatemalan people with romani people with with um uh you know people that non-binary people even are a yeah. huge conversation you know that doesn't really happen very like often enough and there there's a whole group of people that don't have these conversations happen for them i mean like we still have people all the time saying gypsy yeah. excuse me but like as a normal part of their language and it's an yeah. and 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 Even if my sister's watching this and my my friend Daniel is watching this at any point, they will they will attest to this. I call them on this shit so often where I'm like, don't say that you can't you can't say these things because it's offensive. And, you know, just because you haven't ran into a Romani person that has straight up told you this isn't okay, you can't say that doesn't mean that like you know we we need to be we all need to be better about having these things on the forefront of our minds and when it comes to the conversation about accountability and making sure that these massive media companies are keeping this at the forefront of their minds this is where these conversations are important because we're not trying to crucify disney that's not my interest here we're still going to watch mcu stuff I'm, done. I'm talking about going and rewatching the newest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier tonight, probably. But <laughs> but when it comes to these things specifically, mm-hmm. there there's a level of 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 knife that we have to ha- have out when it comes to this battle, and the what? and they're never going to to fix these issues until we are consistently all as a group telling them, hey. We get it. You fucked up. Now you need to fix this. You need to do better. And now before too, before I pass this back on to you, an interesting part of this as well is this specifically with Wanda and WandaVision and her and her character. It's, it's tough because they honestly can't fix it without making things worse at this point. Yeah, And so now to a point where they don't have any other choice but to commit, because if they try to backtrack now, they're only going to shoot themselves in the foot even more. Because imagine, imagine, Genesee, that they, they try to make her Romani after this.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: no. They, they say, no, you're not actually from Sokovia. Those were not your parents in <laughs> WandaVision. You're actually from... Your mother, Natalia, who is not from Sokovia. And imagine the burst of shit that will happen if they decide to make that dumbass decision.
0: <sighs> oh yeah, no, it's terrible. Well, yeah, no, there is no it, with the casting that they have currently and the storylines they are following currently, there my dog is freaking out, so give me one second.
1: That's okay. Do your thing, do your thing. Hi hey, guys. Xantho, I see you. Hello. Sorry, I replied so late. Hello.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, there's no way that they can do that without causing a massive shitstorm. You're absolutely right. And also uh, what you're saying about the slur for Romani people. um, It's really interesting because as I was doing the research into the backstory of it, I was reading some things about the casting of Elizabeth Olsen and saw some things about things she has said in interviews. She has used the slur in interviews. And describes Wanda's outfit, even from the first Avengers movie that she was in, Age of Ultron, describes her outfit in that movie as being um, that slur inspired, mm-hmm. right? So being Romani inspired, but she used the slur. Yes. And that's yes. absolutely inappropriate. Mm. I I don't know how, how she really just doesn't under, I can't, does she not know? right like I can't imagine that she like is no one having these conversations with her um is she not seeing these things on the I don't know how you can play a character and be in that universe and see all of the things from fans and on the internet and not know that I mean as soon as I started looking into the backstory of Scarlet Witch first thing that I saw I didn't even have to type in Romani I just typed in scarlet witch backstory and romani was the like the third word in the sentence yeah <laughs> You know? yeah um yeah. but i also think that what you're bringing up is a really good point of being able to recognize when we make mistakes um there's a big thing happening right now that of a tendency not just in terms of to other people but to ourselves of and i see this all the time being a white person and and having a lot of white family and friends is that there's a tendency to say, Oh no, I don't do that. Right. Oh, I'm not racist. Oh no. I, I don't say those things. I don't do those things. Um, which in my opinion, and from my understanding of the learning that I've done, that's more harmful. And that's, I think what Marvel and Disney often fall into is the, Oh no, I didn't do that. See, we did this other thing and it was really great where they should be taking the time to be like, I mean, I will be completely honest with you. When I started doing like when I, when I started hearing these things about um, WandaVision, I was completely ignorant to what the Romani people, to who the Romani people were and to what the significance of the Romani culture is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I was completely ignorant. I didn't understand that, that, that term, that, that term was a slur. I didn't know that. And I felt so stupid. (laughs) Um, doing like learning those things and being like, wow, how was I walking around not knowing this? Once you start learning about the Romani people and the, um, like all of the persecution that they've have faced and are currently facing, and we're not talking about it. Um, and I had no idea. And so I could sit here and say, oh yeah, I wasn't talking about it, but I knew, (laughs) I knew this whole time, but I didn't. Right. And in that makes me complicit in the harm. Marvel is complicit in the harm against the Romani people for the way that they are telling the Scarlet Witch's story and for the casting that they chose.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, it's it 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 begs it really begs the discussion of you know, as as you said, like the the balance between holding people accountable and allowing them to learn and grow from it, because then. As, as we mentioned earlier, unfortunately, this isn't really something that they can kind of fix. They're going to have to just commit to the fact that she's from Sokovia and not while also not doing little tiny things like they did in WandaVision. Um, again, spoilers, guys. Um, <clears throat> there's the scene on the Halloween episode where they say, what is your costume of? And she says, I'm a Sokovian fortune teller, which in context for anybody that had no clue that wanda was supposed to be romani in the comics that scarlet witch is a romani person in in the original stories would think nothing of it you know like oh goofy little callback right because anybody who even just like just loosely knows about scarlet witch in the comics would just say yes like her costume was based off a fortune teller outfit you know and so it's like they wouldn't think twice about it but that's exactly what we're talking about when it comes to the erasure of an entire group of people that don't get the conversations that they deserve to have and so yeah in this situation disney unfortunately are just gonna have to commit and shut the fuck up and just move on with her being sokovian and just please don't go there Don't go there, you know, because at this point, I'm sure and I can't speak for them because I am not Romani, but I'm Mm -hmm. sure a part of me based on being a person of color and being a marginalized person, I wouldn't want them to go there after the fact. Now, like if there was a Hawaiian MCU character or an Mm -hmm. island MCU character that they very loosely based on it and then later on gave Mm -hmm. him hawaiian fire dancing garb i'd be like okay really like that's not the way to fix this that's not the way to fucking fix this and at this point i think it's i think it's there now it's the point now where it's like okay you guys just need to not even touch this anymore just let scarlet witch be scarlet witch give us the story that you need to give us when it comes to her envision and, and the dark hold and so on and so forth and we will just Take it running from there. Okay. Yeah. Now with that said too, though, I still enjoy the sh- the content that Disney is giving us regardless of them fucking up. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned earlier, they need to stop. They need to do better. <laughs> like th- it's like, we're talking like 2021 now. Okay. Yeah. Everyone on social media ever everywhere is having these conversations we're all talking about this shit we're all like like we just went through an entire like like worldwide discussion on aapi hatred and and prior to that we went through an entire cycle of everyone talking about black lives matter and every time we see this every time when it comes to pride week when it comes to heritage's months you know like for for all people of color when it comes to anything that is representative of any marginalized person it's the same thing every time we talk about it people talk about it that are not part of these groups and then it goes off into the wayside to not be talked about it until the following event that happens or the following year Right. when they can celebrate it again and don't get me wrong i love the idea that we have we get holidays to celebrate us that's a part mm. of us being treated as human beings but for fuck's sake <laughs> this it's not hard to just recognize people as people and to give them the attention that they deserve to have as marginalized people of all kinds. And when it comes to this situation, talking about Disney never really treading these waters well enough, it, it's like, when, when are you guys going to have this shit figured out? When are yeah. you going to have this shit figured out real quick? I, I have someone in the chat here, uh, a, a good friend, Xantho, who is uh talking a little bit about, uh, what we were mentioning earlier, uh, they say in the TV show, the riches 20, 2007 to 2008, they use the concept of a Romani family who take on the facade of a rich family in a gated community. And they even use that term. They don't explain that the culture of Romani people are not that, that slur. They make it seem as if the Romani culture are thieves and pickpockets and liars, which unless you do the proper research and look into a culture, you will never truly understand. That's exactly what we're talking about. So it's like the media representation of marginalized peoples is obviously going to be appreciated. But if you don't take it and do it the right way, you're mm-hmm. actually doing more damage than you are helping. Yes. And and that goes right back to what I was saying earlier. I am so hesitant when it comes to supporting the representation that disney gives marginalized peoples because that's what it is a majority of the time a majority of the time they they skate across the surface just enough to say hey we're doing this we're doing this and then disney- it's not actually about that it goes into the bread and butter elsewhere you know
0: disney is very reactionary and they're taking the stance um that is heavily criticized i don't know how they're still doing this because i feel like everybody at this point knows that what we do not want to see is the kind of like you know obligatory representation right oh we were criticized for not having gay people so we put this weird homophobic gay person into beauty and the beast yeah that's nobody wanted that nobody wanted that the straights didn't want that the gays didn't want that nobody wanted that um right like oh we were criticized for not having enough people of color in movies so we put two black people in this movie and don't have any Asian people you know um that's not what it's about and I think that you know, a a good place for us to kind of end this conversation is I'm thinking while we're having this conversation is how can, how can they do better? How can Disney do better? And how can Marvel do better? Um, and it's not as simple as creating characters that are in these marginalized identities that we're talking about, as far as I'm concerned. Um, especially like I can talk from the perspective as a queer person, what I want to see is I want to see queer actors being played being hired to play queer characters and i want queer writers i want queer fucking consultants you know in terms of we're talking like very easily they could have avoided this entire thing if they brought on like people from the romani culture as consultants like romani people to talk about how can we best represent this character yeah right and multiple multiple consultants not just one you know because there's so many different perspectives from any different community um having i mean you don't just have one writer on a script so why would you do that for anything
1: else yeah bias bias exists you know i I wish it wasn't so but unfortunately guys you need more than just one perspective here yeah no i i 100% agree i i think i think consultants of of people that are within that that Group that you're trying to represent correctly are super important. It's just a matter of doing your studying. Just do your fucking studying. Like I've uh, like you see, video games go through rigorous, rigorous really? studying. Like I mean, one of my favorite games on the planet is D- The Division Two, and they spent a year and a half taking a majority of their development team to Washington D.C. to make sure that the architecture and the major like like landmarks of the city looked exactly the way that I need to look and were represented correctly. They did all the studying to make sure that it was perfectly on the dot of what it needed to be. And they do it sometimes in movies they you know unless it's being written or directed by a person of that group, a lot of times they don't. They just yeah. don't do their studying. And it's an, it's unfortunate because even I use I used Moana as an example earlier. Um they they had a lot of Polynesian people involved in the production of the film. So that's why I give it a little bit of the space that it needs because my people were involved in our people were involved in creating that movie to give it the representation that we felt that we wanted to give out. Okay, you guys get that that way. But low like Fucking burn this world to the ground if we have a straight man, a straight white man, direct a movie about gay people and doesn't do his fucking work to make sure that he gets consultants that are queer to talk about how we can best represent this group of people in a way that is not harmful, in a way that is actually going to benefit people and get people an opportunity to learn about this group of marginalized peoples so that we do not do them injustice. You know, it's not that hard. There's tons, tons of marginalized people that are wanting to work in the movie industry, that are wanting to work in the gaming industry, that would happily, happily do what they have to do To give the representation the correct way and it's like it almost just because it's not on the forefront of their mind because we're talking specifically about minorities amongst minorities because it's not a main group that is majorly typically on the forefront of a lot of people's minds they get cast off into the wayside and then you see companies are making excuses like we couldn't find any Romani people, we couldn't find people that would want to be involved. Like well, fucking shut up. Shut right. the fuck up. Where are were you,
2: you looking? That yeah, you couldn't find on, any on
1: LinkedIn? You looked on LinkedIn for two hours and and oh no Romani people today. Guess we can't do it. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on, man. Is and it's it's just it's just this weird repeating trend every single time some company will fuck it up somewhere and then we tell them and they say fuck we're sorry we'll fix it we'll go about this better going forward and then it's a new fucking company that does the same goddamn thing and we have to tell them over again and so on and so forth and and it's it's tiring it's tired it's a tired conversation and it's disappointing that we even have to be talking about that when it comes to one of the biggest major media companies on the planet on the yeah. planet, using one of the biggest IPs in human history, in media history, yeah. and they could not go about this correctly. And it, it's like, the like it it begs the question too of, do do they do they think that just having black characters being casted with black mm-hmm. people, oh that's enough? Like yeah. it's not enough. Like I'm, it's not enough to have a Romani person be casted to play a Romani character. It's not, it's just That's not. Yeah. It, it's the least we should be able to expect coming from a company that is wanting to represent people correctly. And so like, it's, it's, it's this crazy, wild, weird, double-edged sword where it's like, yes, they're doing the work the right way when it comes to some things, but when it comes and, and I'll segue into this next little part of this here is, It's not mattering on little ways that it should matter that are actually surprisingly easy, surprisingly easy to just get a consultant, get a group of consultants, do some A-B testing, do some research. You have hundreds of people that are involved in the development of, of these entertainment pieces, and it's absurd now to this point that they couldn't stop and think we love scarlet witch oh wait she's fucking romani and we should probably look into that shouldn't we fucking look into that i mean like it's it's absurd it's absurd to this point and and again i don't want any of the viewers or listeners at home to at all think that i'm at all trying to just Pin Disney onto a fucking cross or whatever. Because honestly, when it comes to a lot of the things that we talk about with Disney, there's bigger fish to fucking fry. When it comes to this talk with the Romani situation and Wanda, this is the bigger fish to fry. Because like this, this is what we as marginalized people are always trying to echo off of each other. Is when are we going to get the representation that we want in the way that we deserve it? Mm -hmm. Period. Yes. Period.
0: Period. And this was this was an opportunity for representation um that was stolen. Yeah. From the Romani. People, yeah. You know. I mean Scarlet Witch is a Romani superhero. And that was just whoosh, under the carpet.
1: Yeah. And 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 you know, like Bless their hearts for fucking trying in the beginning. I guess to to not let it go there. Just okay, guys. We'll make up a, a fictional country that <laughs> made that made
0: up a whole country.
1: They made up a whole ass country to do two to do two things: <laughs> give a backstory to a character that already had a backstory, <laughs> and to give us the Sokovia Accords. Great, great. They use it for two major plot beats.
0: <laughs> I will say though, when Marvel. Commits to something, they fucking commit because Sokovia is coming up. Sokovia keeps coming up.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Will not die. Mm. But Sokovia is the only country. It's the United States and Sokovia.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, and and
0: Wakanda. Yeah, and Wakanda. Wakanda.
1: Yeah, and Wakanda.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: I know. We went to Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, Tokyo's gone now.
1: <laughs> we're, we're Tokyo. I know. We don't we have to. Godzilla and Kong have that. They'll they'll take care of Tokyo. It's funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: and, and think about this. Sokovia exists. So Sokovia comes up more than Wakanda does.
2: Yeah. In is the
0: MCU. Mm-hmm. Sokovia I mean, Wakanda is not a real country, to be fair. But Sokovia was literally invented to give Wanda and Pietro Maximoff a home.
1: Yeah. And then and then create some discourse for one of the movie setups and that's it. That's it. And so like and it like like you mentioned now, they mention it a lot now. So it's like almost as if at some point, I don't know, maybe in Infinity War, they eventually said, Hey, we gotta use Sokovia for a little bit more than just making a backstory for Wanda. What can we do with it? Oh, I got it. Let's just write Sokovia into every other line for the rest of the MCU content. (laughs) i mean like even even in fucking like falcon of the winter soldier now i'm pretty sure in the past two episodes that you've seen they mentioned sokovia like four fucking times four fucking it's, times like
0: they wrote the script and they were like insert country we'll come back to this later And yeah, then someone right? turned, came through and was like just did a like a command f insert country <laughs> sokovia and that was how we got our script.
1: <laughs> they just, they just, they just photoshopped Sokovia into all, every script um, thing, yeah. <laughs> also,
0: the more you think about it, Sokovia is like their breeding ground for, for villains. Because yeah. the Civil War villain, who is, who came back in the episode from last night that I haven't watched mm, they yet. They haven't
1: watched yet, yes, was yes.
0: from Sokovia.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah i know it's weird it's funny well and the
0: intro started off as villains
1: we're villains they were villains yes and so it's it's uh, it's it's just like like brain melting to think about we are just kind of like what like you guys really did all that just because you made you like you could have literally just given the world that the comics had already fucking given us and done all this still <laughs> All of this, still, you could have fucking done. Whether or not Sokovia ever fucking existed, and and like I appreciate them too because after they created Sokovia for the the films, the comics started using Sokovia, and it's oh. like, uh, like that's not the move you should have done, guys. That's not the fucking move you got. I don't know. I don't know. This whole the whole Sokovia talk there weren't is enough just
0: enough countries. There weren't enough countries. Yeah, yeah, of course. Countries in the UN wasn't yeah. enough.
1: Yeah, we yeah.
0: Had to I know.
1: We we needed to make a new country for the Avengers to go to, um, because they hadn't had destroyed other cities and countries enough prior to ever going to Sokovia. Sorry, guys. We <laughs> we had to, we had to make an... We were tired of destroying real countries. We had to just come up with a fake one for us to destroy next. It's, it's
2: fascinating.
1: I know. I know. I know. Well, I mean, with with that said, though, like it's. <laughs> as i repeated a couple of times i don't want anybody to think that we're just sitting here trying to piss all over fucking disney because that's not the case it's important to have these discussions in order for everyone to recognize where even as you said you never really looked into this until you started looking into it for wanda for wandavision and it came across and you've realized wow this is actually an important fucking thing and i'm sure a lot of people have done the exact same thing even i'm sure there's some people that are watching this have will will watch in the future that are like oh fuck i didn't even realize she was supposed to be Romani. because there's a lot of people that enjoy the mcu and have never read the comics that don't know the backstory to a majority of the fucking characters and so it's like it's important for us to have these discussions on platforms like this where we can talk openly about hey this is a thing And we need to remind you that this is a thing so that all of us collectively as a group of people that give a fuck can make sure that Disney starts giving a fuck going forward, you know, and so that's I'm very glad that we were able to talk about about that because, you know, it's it's a, it's a fucking shame and as as a as a minority as a person of color as you know a marginalized person i i watch these things from the outside of just my own perspective and think wow that would fucking suck and i know that because it fucking sucks for me and it's like that level of empathy that that you don't even necessarily need to have it should just be the standard for all these sort of things you know it's it's i'm glad we we were able to talk about that because that, i think that's a very important part of the whole wandavision discussion that that people aren't really going to have on the forefront yeah. of their mind when talking about wandavision because yeah we love the show we loved the mm-hmm. themes we loved the characters we love everything oh, yeah. that the mcu has built yeah. But but this is fucking important guys this is right. important as shit we need to make sure that everyone rem- remembers. So did you have anything else that you wanted to, to kind of close out with?
0: Um, I guess the only thing before we move on is just, you know, thanks for providing a space where we can talk about that, because you're right. It's an absolutely necessary conversation. Um, and I just want to thank you for having that conversation with me and making space for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank you for bringing it up, too, because I know that, like, you know, this this podcast specifically, this this show that, you know, going forward, like we're always up for for talking about these things. You know, we are a video game and movie media, you know, podcast like we like we enjoy these things. We like to talk about these things. But as you know, a lot of people that, you know, have watched this before talk to me about it. We are marginalized people first. And even though we're fans of these things, these things are super fucking important. And I am always more than welcome, welcoming to anyone that wants to have a conversation when it comes to these topics. So absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for coming here to bring that up because it, it's, it's, it's weighted. It, it needs to happen and needs to happen. So, um, yeah. Any closing thoughts, anything you want to end on here?
0: Uh, so, I do want to say we, we got into like the really heavy stuff. Um, yeah. do we have a minute to talk about things that we loved about WandaVision?
1: Yeah, let's let's end on a good note here. Yeah, let's end on a good note here. Um what what do you got for me? What are you thinking?
0: Okay. I'm trying to think about what we've talked about so far. Um I have a two-part question. Okay. Okay. First part, what was your favorite part of WandaVision? Could be a scene character, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, what are you most looking forward to uh, that came out of *WandaVision*?
1: Oh, beautiful! I actually had a listener submission earlier that that I was going to bring up here at the end. Uh, that literally asked, basically, exactly that. Uh, it comes from Stephen M. He asks, "What?" do you guys think we can expect going forward in the world of WandaVision and the greater universe of MCU? Um, <clears throat> so let's start with my favorite part of WandaVision. Um, I had a few. Uh, one, Kat Denning, because she is oh. a, 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 an angel, okay? She's wonderful in everything she ever does. Um, secondly, I think I think my main favorite part was actually Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> because because okay there, there's a few reasons here okay so one uh what what's what's her name uh Catherine Hahn. katherine Hahn is an incredible actress she's a super underrated actress in everything she's done prior to ever even being in wandavision every part she's ever been in i've loved i fucking love every character she's ever done but her specifically playing as agatha harkness is is incredible it was so good the way the first the first half of the just oh my goodness yeah fucking she's a God. totally
0: different person yeah she's a totally different person
1: yeah and she and she did it spot on spot okay. on go like transitioning between those two versions of her character uh-huh. so well in a way that we could actually feel that switch from like oh i'm your weird quirky neighbor that you don't really understand why i'm so weird to just being the villain it is
0: also queer coded yes um, Abs-
1: yep yep for everyone at home we we were talking about this early before <laughs> the show started there's a lot of mcu stuff that is whoo whoo they get the a little
0: it's mm. like the mcu is in the closet
1: yeah (laughs) a majority of their fucking i look i i saw the way that tony and roadie were talking to each other at a lot of points during the event Ooh. Mm. Mm. Ooh. yeah Mm. yeah no it's it's absolutely
0: bucky and and captain america hello captain america's not straight you can't you can't he's i don't i'm not convinced that captain america is even attracted to women to be well,
1: honest with you. uh yeah yeah no
0: he ended up with a woman we know that i'll give him right.
1: that right but
0: that feels like socialization to me
1: okay fair enough that's fair but, <laughs> yeah. that's fair that's fair that's totally fair <laughs>
0: that's He's... A totally a totally different thing right um
1: yeah, no, uh, for, for me, it would be Agatha. I think I think that the way that they were able to take this character, that a lot of people were kind of just wondering when she was going to be here. Because everyone was curious, like, when are we going to get Agatha Harkness, the person that trained Scarlet Witch in the comics that taught her how to be a witch? You know, like, there's... A lot of guesses on like when that's going to come around. They finally did it with an actress that killed it, that looked the part so well. They they gave this amazing reveal of who she was and like her, her interactions with Wanda in the show in general. They killed it with Agatha. They absolutely killed it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, If I had a secondary one, and I was mentioning this to you earlier, my favorite scene of the show was when Vision and Vision were talking to each other about the theology of the greek ship and recognizing his weird little brain twist that he was trying to have on the not vision um well i guess neither of them were vision so hence the, the, the argument you know? <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. That scene was was magnificent. Um. The 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 cinematography and that was amazing. The 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 lighting work that they had throughout a majority of the fight that they had between those two leading up into that conversation. Beautiful. uh, I think a lot of my favorite parts of the show were really just the the little moment to moment things that happen throughout the show that are just very like subtle. But when you think about it, you're like, oh fuck, that's actually really like heavy it's really heavy that's actually really important to the overall bulk of this so what about you what What was your favorite thing
0: okay so um i also have a few <laughs> so you can't just walk away from WandaVision vision with one favorite thing right um i too loved the um i'm terrible with names but the nerdy scientists from thor um her character is magnificent. She's so fun. She's very similar to Agent Chen. I love him. I love her. They're these like random, like side side characters that they're just bringing back because we loved them so much. Um, and so I love them. Probably one of my favorite, like scene wise, or it was a whole episode the episode where we go back through Wanda's memories mm-hmm. and you see mm-hmm. her dealing with grief at different stages in her life was incredible to me because that is what grief is like
2: every time you
0: experience a new grief all of your old griefs come, (laughs) and you're like jesus why am i crying over someone who died when i was 12 yeah Yeah, so that portrayal of her grief um all of the memes that came from that episode destroyed me um everything my vision is talking to her (laughs) what is what is grief if not love persevering? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my heart! <laughs> Jesus, horrible. Oh my god! <laughs> they destroyed me. I was
1: like, my 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 partner who hasn't even watched the show saw me tweeting about it the moment it happened in in the episode. And she hadn't watched it at all. And she even told me, like, I do not even watched this damn show. And that just reading that makes me want to cry. And I was like, right, right. Yes. Holy fuck. The writing in the show was so good. Oh, my God.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so, yeah, that <laughs> that was incredible. And then, of course, we come to the end of that where that episode ends with. Wanda, you're the Scarlet Witch, and we all know she's the Scarlet Witch, but not right. she was
1: the. Uh, she said the thing. She said the thing.
0: She said it. Oh God, she I'm said a Marvel it. Marvel fan, like like every like half hour into any Marvel thing, we're like, you said it. You said the thing. You said the thing.
1: You wore the thing. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, as far as favorite characters, uh, my favorite character you mentioned Agatha Harkness. Oh. Her, her What's her name? Is it Hargrave or Har- it's
1: Harkness? Harkness, Harkgrave yeah. I, I got the Harkness. Harkness, yes.
0: Yeah. Hargrave is the bad dude, right? Yes. Okay. I get I get names so confused. It's okay, um, it's okay. There's
1: a lot of them. There's a lot of them in this content.
0: There are <laughs> um, my favorite character, 10 out of 10, Monica Rambo.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Monica, the yeah.
1: underdog of the entire show.
0: Oh, Monica Rambo came out of nowhere and was like, "Hello, I'm the star. I know you've been waiting for me." And then ends up being a superhero?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, and then did what? you did you did you see the post-credit scene at the very end of the show?
0: Oh, I think so. So what? her
1: her meeting up with the uh um the uh scroll in the theater. <laughs> It was a post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw the one I saw was that before or after Wanda is flipping through the
1: It's after. The- so there's three post credit scenes at the end on the final episode. That- yeah, there's three post credit scenes. So you get the the one again, this is a spoiler half, guys. I'm sorry. But there's I- the fir- the first one where it shows scarlet Witch with the dark hold insinuating yeah. the connection to the potential house of m canonization from the comics the yeah. second one was monica rambo um talking to somebody and they yeah. they lead them off and say hey someone wants to talk to you and it's insinuated at first that you think it's either going to be captain marvel or nick fury and yeah. You Walk into the theater, they turn around and there's a person there, and they suddenly turn into a scroll. And oh, no, I did
0: see that. I did okay. see that. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 I yes, yes, yes. So
1: that was amazing, setting up for the potential of Monica to finally get yeah. a reunion with Captain Marvel.
0: For... Which we know is happening. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: absolutely. You're going to give us another... like, already i don't know if it was announced that she well i'm i honestly was so confused we knew monica rambo was going to be coming back in the second captain marvel right um that was well known i don't think we knew that she was going to become a superhero in wandavision i certainly (laughs) didn't know that. i don't know if i just missed the marvel memo i i didn't
1: i didn't think that it was going to happen so soon like, cause I, I, I knew just like based off like my reading, cause that was a part of the, the Marvel comics that i never really got into was, was Photon and, and Captain Marvel. Well, she's not called Photon in the comics, if I remember correctly, but, um, I didn't think they were going to do it off the dot. I thought that, <laughs> the, oh, they're going to, they're going to spin into this being a part of Captain Marvel. And then once they get into Captain Marvel 2, then they're going to kind of start giving an origin story. No, they said, fuck it. This is Monica. You saw her in Captain Marvel as a kid. This is who she is now. She's sad. She's trying to figure this out. And now she has fucking powers. We got an origin story in a show.
0: That was an origin story. <laughs>
1: there was an origin story in the show. They gave that to us. And yeah. they pulled it off really well. Surprisingly, really
0: what? Well. Holy fuck! <laughs> it was like origin story inception. It really was. Because mm-hmm. we were in so many ways learning wanda's origin story i mean we've known her for years but this really was we got so much insight into like how she got to being with with hydra um where she went after that and the times that we didn't get to see her and then of course now coming into her full scarlet witch self and then we got monica rambo
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes just the way that we need it too. i love it
0: yeah i mean that is truly like I said this before and you you have really proclaimed that Wandavision is a gift. Wandavision is God's gift to this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did it give us this beautiful story about grief and perseverance and love, and it gave us so many twists and turns and Agatha and like the side characters that we love actually becoming more important, but we got Monica fucking Rambo becoming a goddamn superhero. The,
1: The Mind you, too, the little girl that we didn't think was going to... happen that way she was the little girl in in captain marvel the 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 niece so to speak and going from that into this show where she's a full grown adult also grieving the loss of her mother who we saw in captain marvel so we're also grieving like fuck her mom's dead dude like she was (laughs) she was a character a major a main character in the movie and so Oh, God, they did so good with Monica. They really, really, they did so good with all the and fucking characters.
0: And then you have the added layer on of Monica of where you have sword, um, which mm, she yes. was supposed to then become the director, but she was gone in the blip. And this asshole motherfucker is the director. And so then you have that added layer on it for her. I mean, it's just, yeah, they did so well with all of the characters,
1: all of them, all of them, except for Evan Peters. They They kind of screwed him and us on that. Boner, Boner. (laughs) His name
0: was Boner. I I actually wouldn't go that far. I I know. I feel like what they did is they teased us. And nobody likes to be teased, but they did.
1: I mean that's totally fair i don't i i don't particularly like being teased with boner but sometimes i am totally fine with it that is with that said guys thank you so much for coming on to the show genesee you are amazing thank you thank Thank you you. thank you are you down to do this for for falcon the winter soldier when the show ends yes yes Please, yes, yes, absolutely. absolutely. we'll we'll do it. We'll do another crossover episode for sure because I would happily oh, okay. have you on to talk about some of the amazing shit they're doing with that show. You need to watch that new episode. I will. That new episode. I,
0: will, I will text you tonight. It's happening tonight,
1: okay, perfect. perfect. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us to talk about this stuff. genesee is amazing, a wonderful guest. Go listen to her podcast. Tell the people at home where they can find you. by the way.
0: You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I mean, Anchor, pretty much anything. We're on it. We are Let's Get bitching, and we're a good fucking time.
1: All right. You guys heard it. Go find it. Go listen. Again, thank you guys for coming in. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you to Genesee for taking the time out of her day to talk about the wonder that was WandaVision. Um, tonight, uh, I'm going to go eat some food. And uh, then we're going to be coming back on right about like 845 to play some Outriders that you guys are more than welcome to come in and hang out with. Uh, We are setting up a a whole ordeal where if we can get enough subscribers on the Good Kraken channel, we will do an Outriders giveaway next week. I have some friends going to be joining us for it. Go listen to Let's Get Bitchin'. They're talking about some great, wonderful things about media, about being queer, about being proud of these things and enjoying this stuff. Please, please, please go listen. You guys have been wonderful. And again, Genesee, thank you so much. You guys have a great night.
2: Bye.